2: everybody. Actually, it's morning for us, which is it's very early. <laughs> you know how we are in the morning. It's Fat Mascara and I am Jen. I'm Jessica. It's a big episode, so you have to wake the heck up, Jess. <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. How about that? Sure, you start. <laughs> okay, so anti-aging got a lot of press this week, so I want to talk about the word with you. I'm still saying the word, by the way, I'm not banning it from Fat Mascara. Um, then Pat drops a new collection, and by Pat we mean Pat McGrath. You got a preview, right? Yes. So I have to hear about that full report. Lastly, hair breakage: surprising causes and surprising
3: fixes. And then, <laughs> oh, now you're awake. Now awake. We have a fabulous fat mascara guest today—the one, the only, most iconic redhead, Miss Molly Ringwald. Of Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, and my latest favorite, Riverdale fame.
2: When I get older, losing my head many years from now, will still be sending
1: me a
3: So the beauty world was rocked this week, Jen. That's right. There is a new mandate at Allure magazine. Which, full disclosure, I work for Teen Vogue, and Allure is um, run by a lot of the same leadership. It's it's un, it's owned by Condé Nast. Mm-hmm. Um, but the word, the term "anti-aging," is now banned from the lexicon and from the style guide. Every magazine has. Let's. I think we should just be clear about something. Every magazine, newspaper, et cetera, has like a style guide of like banned words. I've yes. heard that, like... the and spellings of, like, certain exactly. words. So exactly. Skincare, one word or two. Right. Yeah. When I was at Allure um, years ago, I remember, like, you can never use things like do or tresses. I've heard my... Locks. Hate, they hated the Oh, locks. hate locks. I've heard, this is, like, just a fun fact, that at Vanity Fair the word chuckles is off the table. Oh. Which, I don't know if that's true, but I just, like, want to believe it is. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> but... It makes I, me chuckle. <laughs> um, so the The idea here is that anti-aging has like a negative association with it, that aging there's something intrinsically bad that we need to be fighting. So the editor in chief, just to clarify this, they're not Allure's not saying that they're want that they're no longer interested in you know, products that are going to make you look younger. She said in her um, her editor letter, no one is suggesting giving up retinol. But changing the way we think about aging starts with changing the way we talk about aging. So the idea is that, and a close quote, the idea is that we need to stop talking about aging as, as this really... Something neg- to fight. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like the message. I really think, you know, when I think about my mom and when I, I think my mom's beautiful, when I see her, like, kind of pull her skin back, like... Mm-hmm. As if there's something wrong with her being, you know, she she, she probably wouldn't even want me to say her age. Um, Her being an older woman that makes me really sad. And even like I was on a trip this weekend, and people were asking like how old each other was, right? And I said like as a joke, something like, "Oh, I'm not telling you." And I was thinking, why? Why wouldn't I tell people my age? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quote unquote old, but there's this idea that once you're not 25 anymore something is got, something's wrong with you right so i do like this change and like embracing your age but i also know that women are never going to want to stop fighting wrinkles, and that's what Michelle is saying. So there is this kind of tension happening, but I think this is a step in the right direction. What do you think?
2: I agree, but what annoys me, and I've talked to a lot of women, I'm just going to give a number like over 50. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the aged number is. Mm -hmm. And what I don't like about the whole thing is when women that aren't over 50 are expecting to speak for those women over 50. So a lot of the women I was talking Mm. to who are more mature were like, they're not of the same generation as us and a younger generation that thinks like, yay, and we should all be embracing who we are and everybody's included. Yeah. My mom and her friends often talk about like, yeah, I just want to look younger. I was talking to a woman I work with who I think she's in her early 50s, and she was saying, I feel offended by them saying not anti-aging. I feel bad because I actually do want to look younger, and am I not cool now because I want to look younger? Like She was like, who are these people to tell me I can't want to look younger so when you don't have wrinkles on your face and you're not aging and you're presuming to talk about why we shouldn't talk about aging it just feels like now you're speaking for this cohort that you shouldn't be speaking for
3: i don't think you know women are going to stop wanting to look younger but i think the pressure with this movement i don't think this movement is going to start like this immediate sea change of people being like yay i don't want to you know like I feel great about the way I am. But I think it puts a nugget, like a little seed in people's mind yeah. that they don't have to run for the Botox. They don't have to feel badly when they say their age in a, in a group of women. Sure. And it's just going to start the momentum, almost like with the body positivity movement. Right. You know, some people are thinking that they don't have to die or they can just, like, you know, actually feel good about the way they are. That, that imperative isn't there. So I think it's just good that the conversation is getting going. Yeah. It's not going to create a complete overnight change. And it is about being positive. I remember when I worked at
2: Prevention, which was a magazine for women over 50 and we were we were we were pretty clear about the number, mm-hmm. like this is who we're speaking to. My editor-in-chief didn't want us to use the word anti-aging, so we had to say defy your age, which felt which felt a little hokey. Yeah. And then we'd often say youth boosting, but like people read between the lines. They're, they 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 see that that also means, like, we're just trying to get back, like, where we want the face or the look of being a little younger. Like, uh,
3: words are just semantics, you know? But the small changes, I think, personally, I think they do create a culture of, like, I hate the word shaming, but, like. Yes, yes. feeling of allowing yourself to be like, you know what, this is fine. I
2: feel like I'm going to try and like expand the the voices I listen to to include more women of all ages. That way, like I'll be better versed on this whole topic, I think.
3: Guys, let us know what you think. I'm really curious. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter.
2: Yeah. Info at Fat Mascara. I want to hear what you guys think (laughs) and definitely join our private Facebook fan page. You will get let in immediately upon request because Jess is an on-top-of-things administrator. <laughs> I'm just
3: hitting accept all day on my phone. It was a busy week in the beauty world, not just in
2: terms of anti-aging, but in terms of like new launches and things. So Jess and I split up duties for Fat Mascara <laughs> this week. I was up at a a Blue Hill Stone Bar. I was at a farm, people, with the chickens learning about Fido's new hair-densifying hair launch, and Jess was back in the city. I was with chicken. I was with chickens learning about hair thinning. You were in freaking New York City with Pat McGrath like getting 52 million colors put on your face.
1: Darling. Who
2: won that evening, I wonder?
3: Oh, no. I, I love Stone Bar. I, I love actually,
2: chickens. The, chi- the chickens were great. Did you see the pigs? I didn't see pigs. I saw chickens and a lot of tomatoes. Okay. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to know what... Queen Pat did, okay, or Night
3: Pat, <laughs> or Editor at Large Pat. Well, I, I think it's I get a kick that people I get a kick out of the fact that people call her mother, or she calls herself mother. Oh, okay. You know that, right? I, I, like, I've heard Mo- of refer- mother, yeah, mother. Um, so this was the biggest Pat McGrath event I've been to in the city. There were so many people there. First of all, we were all held like in a pen. You saw like, chickens like in a pen. Mm-hmm. we were editors in a pen <laughs> at the bottom of the Gramercy Park Hotel. Then we were all let out. To the penthouse, like the, you know, the top of the Gramercy Park Hotel. And it, it was just flowers everywhere. Before we get to the... Um, products. Actual products. Yes, I came to speak this morning so early. There were the most amazing flowers I've ever seen in my life. And I took a picture of it. I put it on my personal Instagram. And this person wrote back, and it was Birch Florals. B, yeah. like double R-C-H. They actually did the flowers for a story I did at Cosmo years ago. It was all about, like, dark florals. I mean, they're incredible. They are incredible. Just wild. Some were furry. Some were, like, they look like they were feathers. Some look like brushes. It was you absolutely- sound more excited about the flowers. No, than the, the flowers p- were as cool as the product. So okay. I just need to, like, just... I I'm st- I can't stop thinking about them. Okay. I cannot stop thinking about them. Somebody might be getting
2: married this year and trying to get inspiration. Hmm. I, I they were
3: outrageous, okay. outrageous. We'll okay, that. so then I sat down, and I had a prime seat because I'm telling you, it was like freaking Penn Station in there. Pat sat down, and I didn't realize this was a permanent collection. This is the first time she's doing. And she called it an unlimited collection. And I asked her, I said, why were you doing all these like one offs before, these like Beyonce style drops? She said that like it was just as she got great formulas she would just drop them. Okay. I thought there was more like a more of a method to the madness before. I don't yeah. know. Build hype and build yeah, excitement. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little one
2: and 002 and
3: yeah, I'm a little cynical, I don't know. I we'll, we'll so see. So when does this permanent full
2: line launch?
3: September 16th. Okay. And there are 40 lipsticks. Okay. Whoa.
2: Gorgeous for- including some of the colors that are already out. Um,
3: I think there are
2: versions
3: of okay, them because I've become obsessed with sure. McMen.
2: What was Karen McMenemy, What that model? Kristen McMenemy. Okay. Well, there's a color named after her that I've been wearing all summer, like a dark plum matte from the last collection that dropped. So, forty lipsticks.
3: There are forty, all lip- different finishes. Um. You're asking me a lot of specifics right you now, were too and it's very with the florals and past. Yeah, I was I was just kind of swatching everything. Okay, twelve lip pencils. Okay, five eye pencils. The eye pencils were incredible. I like was drawing on my hand. I needed to. I took a shower and then I needed to still take two like removers to put them on. You know, to my hand to get them off. And then um, a dark star mascara. And then the best thing: these three incredible eye palettes, and they had like huge pans of really deeply pigmented I eyeshadows. I saw those on
2: Instagram and I thought those might be the lab samples because you know, they were
3: such big pans.
2: Well, there's, you
3: may have seen some lab samples okay. that were floating around, but okay. the pans are tremendous. Well,
2: and that also is her aesthetic. I remember asking her and, and she wanted it to look like lab samples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how it just came out of her labs mm-hmm. and it's straight to you. That, and then with the Ziploc bag, that was the whole concept. Is it a little bit more luxe of packaging
3: now that it's a permanent line? Well, they come in these like kind of like they have graphics on them. Okay. Like they're, they're very cool looking, but the eye, I th- I think stand out if you're gonna buy something What's the from the hero product, Jess, definitely the Mothership eye palettes. And are they called Mothership? Yeah, the Mothership eye oh palettes. Oh my god, they have such payoff
2: mothership I'm I, sorry
3: I just tapped it on like what well, I was sitting there listening to Target. just tapped my little like paw on one mm. and then I just you know I, I don't really wasn't too worried about the germs and then I just put it on my eye just pressed it pressed it I looked like I just left like a Nick Knight photo shoot it was incredible I didn't even get my makeup done I was so busy for a second I was like Nick at night but then I remembered the photographer yes Nick yeah Knight. yes much cooler no, than I didn't Nick have like night. a, a snick photo <laughs> shoot I looked <laughs> it was they're, they're awesome so that's where you're going to want to put your money Okay, you might want to put it there, but you know what
2: else drops that week? Fenty Beauty. So it's I was gonna, gonna say be, my birthday. And also your birthday. Yeah. And I have now seen the entire Fenty Beauty line. I'm like sworn to secrecy, but September seventh, I believe it is, is when it all drops. A little
3: bit before. You have some time. I think
2: we're gonna have like a dueling Pat versus Re. Like Re Re versus Pat. Like whose products do you want? Or just get them all.
3: Once we have them in
2: the house, we're we'll we're, revisit. we're
3: gonna yeah we're gonna have to well they're well, they're two very different lines exactly very different lines one focuses color one maybe Shh. a
2: little okay we'll talk again in September Shh.
3: we don't need a lawsuit
1: make us so Jen
3: sometimes we work on yeah. stories beauty stories we're always like looking for like the newest most novel advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're you're pressed. You're like, you know, we've heard that tip before. We know that product. Like you're pumping your poor expert for like something crazy. Yeah. Well, like a year or two ago, I was interviewing the fabulous colorist James Corbett. He also, you know, is a salon owner. Right. And we were talking we we're doing a story about like long hair. And he was like, I asked him about, you know, how to like get your keep your hair long. And he said something about how a lot of women get their hair like caught in their handbags and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is too crazy, this tip. This is like, who does that really happen to? Like what's next? Like women get their hair caught in a door jam? A A and B have happened to me. Um, every day I like scream sque- <laughs> scream in pain now.
2: <laughs> oh, because you had a bob a year and a half ago and now you have long hair like me. I've never had my hair this long in my like life. 15 pound tote. Yes. And you swing it onto your shoulder, yes. and God forbid your strands are underneath the tote handle. God forbid. And every then you time. go to turn your head to get a taxi <laughs> and you freaking are in traction for two weeks because everything's like a whole big mess. Every day. Yeah. I'm like ah. No, ah. long long hair do care. It gets like crazy.
3: Um but why? What other problems does it cause besides getting stuck in your toe? Just like constantly stuck in the tote, and it's also like gives me like that you know like like nails on a chalkboard kind of thing. Like it, it gives me like a, a visceral like yeah. horrible reaction. Well, because you're also realizing because you're a
2: beauty editor that every time you tug, it's breaking Break hair. it.
3: I can even hear the breaking. You I can, can see it. the
2: spot. It's like six inches up from the bottom, right where the tote handle is. Oh, oh. Or right where the ponytail. A lot of women get it where they put the same ponytail at the same place. He
3: gave me that tip, too. And change
2: your ponytail placement, people. Then he gave me Oh, another. that was so alliteration, and I loved it. The, <laughs> ma- the magazine editor and loved that. I, people, change your ponytail placement.
3: <laughs> I think I may have written that now. <laughs> I'm actually going to save that. It's then, good. Then I also got new sunnies, love them, but, and he gave me this tip too. It's so funny. All the, all the tips that he gave me, James, I'm so sorry. I love you. I just didn't know. Now you know. Yeah. What was the tip about the sunglasses? He was like, sunglasses always breaking at the, like the, at the crown of, you know, the head. Yes. And I've always worn like really, um, plasticky, you know, like acrylic-y type sunglasses. Well, for the first time I'm wearing like wiry sunglasses. Yes. Every time I put them up, thank you. There. This, this like, is why I don't wear. A- I loved aviators, the
2: metal frames, <laughs> but you put them up on the top of your head, and the little nose pieces get stuck in your hair, and then you try and pull your sunglasses down, and you you hear your hair breaking. Yeah. So another tip: wear acrylics frames right. if you have yeah. you don't want to get breakage. Right, right. Okay. So what if you have a big tote and you have metal aviators well, and you're causing breakage? How do we fix it?
3: Unfortunately, you didn't get that far. No, 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 no. I did, I did. Okay, so because I have a tip too. First of all, I had to call James and apologize to him. And be like, now okay. I understand. Yes, the
2: struggle yeah. of long hair.
3: Yeah, and he said, you know, once the hair, they basically, there's nothing. First, he basically cleared something up. Do not believe any of these products that say that they can like fix. Breakage. breakage, right? It's not happening. Even the like
2: Nexus Pro mend, like hair splitting thing, it uses ionic technology, just negative positive charge to sort of like s- like get the hairs to go back together. But they're not glued back together. Nothing permanently. is going. Yeah, nothing. You cannot fix something. It looks better, but it's not. You can't regrow your hair. You're not a salamander growing like a fifth leg when the leg comes off.
3: <laughs> he said, "Sorry, <laughs> that's that's a gorgeous image." But uh, he said, "Like." Once the hair is dead, like a bond builder like Olaplex, yeah. which he's a fan of, yeah. But he was like, you know, something it'll give it like CPR, it'll keep it on life support. But sometimes you need to pull the plug, right? And that is cutting the hair at the breakage. Okay. So what I need to do is really maybe, as you had mentioned, so gently maybe get a trim. Yeah, um, I
2: did right before the segment started. Yeah. We were like, Jess, your hair's so long, and then I was like Uh uh-huh, and she's like, do you think it's too long? And our producer said, no, and I said, you might need a little bit of a A cut. A little trim. A little shaping, Just a shaping,
3: just a shaping. Okay. Um, But I, no, I am keeping it long. Can I add one other tip, too? What tip? So,
2: the tote thing when your hair hits there. Yeah. If your hair is already stronger, it might be less likely to break. So there is the preventative thing that you could do. Right. So there are there's some good deep conditioning masks with keratin and proteins and like to a certain point protein will strengthen your hair so that it's less likely What's to break. What's your fave? I don't know how to say the name of this brand, brand but it's Briogeo? Briogeo? Briogeo. Is that how you say that? I think so. So they have um, a deep conditioning hair mask that has some, like, I think it's whey protein they use. And I find not only is it, like, moisturizing, whatever, but I feel like it's very strengthening, especially if you have, like, coarser, wiry hair. So, and I use it only from, like, the ends down, because I feel like that's where my breakage is, not really along the hairline. (sighs) You need to get you a protein mask. We need to get you a trim. How often do you use the protein mask? Once a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that you have long hair, I love how this is like a process for you. Just join the girl in Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga latis in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day, and we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe moves...
3: Molly Ringwald on the pod, not only are you a pop culture and cinematic icon, you're also on my favorite show of 2017, and honestly, the show <laughs> I've been waiting for since I was probably seven years old, Riverdale! Yes! Oh my God, I'm so obsessed. Um, it's amazing to have you here, and also, my favorite fun trivia fact is that you also listen to Fat Mascara. That's <laughs> it's right, you, people, that's it's really, right. It's my feather in my cap. No matter what happens, Molly Ringwald listened to *Fast*. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. How did you find the show?
0: Um, actually, my hairdresser, Gabby Fishman, another redhead, um, she told me about the show because Daniel was on and he said nice things about me. And it's always so nice to hear um when somebody met you a long time ago that you were nice you know because yeah. like you know Daniel
3: Martin Yeah Daniel Martin artist, yeah.
0: makeup artist not you know every day is not a great day and i was like oh my god no what did this person say about me you know and um and then i listened to the show and i was like oh my god that's so nice and then i was hooked and then so, um, I made my husband actually listen to um, one of the episodes. And he's, you know, he's not a beauty guy, but, um, but he found it really – he's a writer. And I thought, if you want to know the way that women talk about, ah, about beauty oh, and, you know, and, uh, yeah, he really enjoyed it. That's oh, so cool. Nice. Glad we could school him.
3: <laughs> um, but you, you know, you're saying your husband's a writer. You are also a writer yourself. You wrote for Marie Claire. Yes, you did. You wrote I about did. your
2: um, beauty mark for us. I was there then. That's right. I forgot we had that connection. I did.
0: Um, yeah, I've written uh, for for a few beauty magazines. You were sort for Teen of Vogue. like I did. I wrote for Teen Vogue. Um, I wrote about that horrible prom dress for Teen Vogue. Um, yeah, I've kind of moonlighted as as a beauty writer, but you know, I, I really find that it's it's not. It's not my forte, even though I've always been interested in beauty. It's um, it's not an easy thing to write about. I find that it's not really, it, you know, when I was writing this book, my my first book, um, which is kind of getting like getting the a, pretty back, getting the pretty back. Mm. Um, I found that the the essays were a lot easier for me to write, like the sort of personal stuff, than than the part about giving people advice. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have to do, right? When, when you're, you write about
2: your mom and your husband and things, it's just like, it totally touched me. I was like, this is, it just, <laughs> it just seemed like it flowed very yeah. easily That for you. was the
0: part that was really, and that was actually really interesting for me to discover in a way that that's what I was that's what I was good at. I was better at, you know, sort of character and, you know, anecdotes, but I wasn't necessarily, like, it's it's one thing to just tell your friends what you think, but then to, like, actually put down in print, like, you should do this instead of that. You know, you should buy this lipstick instead of that lipstick. It's not my forte. Yeah.
3: Um, I, I mean, I loved, I think Jen and I both loved the book. We were texting each other, getting the pretty back. You have <laughs> an amazing voice. I would recommend this to anyone, whether or not, whether they're into beauty or fashion or just, you know, want some life advice. So when I saw the title, Getting the Pretty Back, I was like, hmm. And I was like, I, I I didn't really get the title, but within like three, three pages I got it. I was like, oh my God, that's genius. And I love it. And I love it. And I got the message and I urge everyone to like, to read, like just to read the book, but also just like the first section just really hit me. What does Getting the Pretty Back mean to you? Well,
0: obviously I think for anybody who has seen, um, you know, the, the John Hughes movies that I made, you know, one of them has pretty in the title. So it's been this sort of, you know, word that that I've been associated with for years in one way or another. Um, but the title actually comes from when I was pregnant with my now almost 14 year old daughter. Um, a friend of mine uh, said, well, you better hope it's not a girl because she'll suck the pretty out of you. And and I was like, it was the worst thing to say. I was I was already not the prettiest pregnant. Like, I had this fantasy about what I was going to look like when I was pregnant. You know, I was going to be one of these, like, kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker, right? You were just going <laughs> to be able to see, to see from the side that I was pregnant. But from the back, I was going to be totally normal and you know my ankles were going to be thin and all of that stuff and I just wasn't it was like I had a dentist that told me you know some women you can tell from head to toe that they're pregnant and you're one of those women and I was like oh
2: my god God." everybody gives like they think it's their place to tell you when you're pregnant
0: yeah and this happened up until I even gave birth I was offered a gap ad um like a you know this just and and it just like the offer came through As I was in the hospital, I said, oh, this this is really funny. And Matilda was, you know, five weeks early, so obviously I couldn't do it. And I was talking to my friend, Victoria, and my husband, who was there. And the nurse said, oh, that's really funny. You modeling, you look like the Michelin man. Jesus Christ. And I said... And I just like we were all sort of stunned into silence, and I just I just didn't say anything. And then she went in again because she thought I didn't hear what she said. Uh. And then she said because <laughs> you look like the Michelin. And then she went in like for a third time. And Victoria was <laughs> like, Yeah, we got it, we got it. Yeah, thanks.
3: You know, um, <laughs> me that I
0: mean, it happened. It happened all the time through my pregnancy. So um, and so when my friend said that, I I I thought, Oh, it's true. When she was born, you know, like it's true. She sucked the pretty out of me. I'm no longer, which is already a thing that you kind of deal with when you have kids it's like I'm no longer an ingenue I'm no longer you know a a viable sexually viable woman like you have all of those issues that you're already dealing with Mm -hmm. but I think for me it was even more enhanced because of having you know been in a movie called pretty in pink you know
1: Um,
0: and so I wanted to kind of write about pretty and like and how to sort of reclaim that word yeah you know we associate it so much with youth and i just thought it's really more of like a state of mind and it's a lightness and it's like a like a feeling that you have more than you know the actual physical beauty thing i
3: loved how you talked about um you know that could just be like reconnecting with friends or like you said dancing to banana rama in your room (laughs) like just you know there were moments where you don't have to be I'm speaking for myself, you know. You you don't have to look like giselle where you actually I feel really corny saying this, but you do or I do feel pretty, and it's not when I'm just had my makeup done by like Pat McGrath, you know. But yeah, it's when I'm. This sounds so corny. Oh my god, I just want to, like t- get the hook for myself. Do it, but it, but, do uh, it. no, but no, it's, say it. But it's it might be like going by myself, like we just talked about this the other day, like you know, listening to music down the street, walking down the street, or like. Having like a laugh with a friend, and we're not talking about anything that's to do with beauty. And it, I hope that I feel that way when I'm 85. You know, yeah. it's not. It, is this what you're saying? About? It's that's just totally about what light. I'm saying. It has nothing to do with like I yeah. got to this weight or I finally deprive myself yeah. of this and I fit into yeah. exercise.
0: No, I mean I I think exactly what you were talking about. I mean there I've been in situations where I've I've you know had the most amazing makeup artists and hair people and designers, you know, working on me and I haven't felt that. I've felt sort of weighed down and kind of heavy and and you know psychologically heavy. Um, but I've been in other moments where I have no makeup on and I'm just, like, walking around bare feet. Or, you know, just just recently I was at a wedding in Greece and I was just, like, dancing, you know, Greek dancing, which I can't Greek even wedding, really do. But, you yeah. know, I just... And, and my daughter even said to me later, uh, you know, I really... I had to roll my eyes at you because I'm 13 years old and my other friend was there, but I really loved seeing you dance like that. And it reminds me of, like... What you talk about, Yaya, my my late mother-in-law, loved to dance. And yeah. she would just, when she was really happy, she would just like go like this and make my and make my husband just, you know, cringe and but it was just such a happiness and a lightness and that's that's sort of what I mean about yeah, pretty. Yeah. Was there ever
2: a time um, since I feel like a lot of people have known you since you were you were young because you started out in movies, you know, pretty young. Was there ever a time that you didn't feel pretty and not in that way of like I'm beautiful, whatever, but just when you weren't as confident as you seem now or as you come across in this book?
0: I don't think I was confident at all as a young person. I mean, I think I think in a lot of ways I sort of that's one of the reasons why I became famous or the why the movies did well was because I was so not confident and I was so awkward and I feel like that really touched a lot of people because oh, so everybody feels that way. You're not, feels you're not way. a good actress. That was just you on <laughs> no, screen. No, that was that was pretty much just me. I mean, I think I I became more confident you know, as as I kind of became more successful, also after I decided to which I, I this is this is a lesson that I try to talk to my daughters about. Um, and I don't know that if it totally gets through, I think it hopefully gets through. But it's, it's kind of a message that I have for for anyone and everyone is sort of like picking out those things that you feel like are un, imperfect you know, like I, I felt like my my skin was too pale or I felt like my lips were too big. And I know these things, these sound like things that are really good now. But like when you're growing up in the 70s and it's like your sister is blonde, has blonde hair and blue eyes and everybody's like really tawny. And, mm-hmm. you know, these were not qualities that were very special that I thought were sort of like in vogue at all. And I sort of like, I I kind of got it through my head at a fairly young age that whatever I was that I maybe didn't want to be, I was just going to kind of take it and like enhance it and make it even more. So like my hair went redder and my skin went paler and my lips, you know, like I would just draw like my lipstick like a little bit over and make my lips a little bit bigger. and And I feel like that's kind of that's sort of always been my philosophy a little bit is to try to embrace like what you are as much as you can.
3: Around what age did you start doing that?
0: I started when I was, I think, in ninth grade. Right. I have this picture that, um, that I I love. It's a little bit blurry, but it's like me walking across the, the, like the asphalt at, in my, in ninth grade and my hair is like just like the brightest that it's ever been. My lips are super pale. I'm skinny. I have a, like, bandana tied around my, my <laughs> jeans. And I'm, like, wearing, like, a bandana, like, around my, I think I'm wearing one glove or something. Like so before, you were like, the Jen you know? Nelson <laughs> character before the Jen <laughs> Nelson character. In that moment I was, you know, one earring. I mean, it was, it was very, you know, but I, but the way that I'm walking across, like, with purpose, with completely sure of who I was. And I don't even know if I totally felt that way but it's like that thing that they say about smiling when you don't really feel like smiling and yeah. it does something to your brain i feel like i kind of convinced myself in a way that i was more confident than i was and That's it kind okay. of um and then and then i and then i kind of took off and i became like the most popular Teenager in the world for, <laughs> for a while. Like I didn't have to worry about my school anymore. Yeah, it was like Italy. You know. that was kind of true. <laughs> I mean, it, or in the United what, States, that's yeah. what I like did Time
3: magazine say something like that?
0: Yeah, something uh, like that.
3: So, so let's get back to your red hair for a second. So what was you really embraced it at? You know, in in ninth grade, did you have to really you know kind of forced yourself to? Like, what was your relationship with your red hair? And
0: are you a natural red I'm, like, a natural auburn. Mm. Like, the color that your hair is, um, well, I can't tell. I mean, this is, like, the worst light. You it's, guys, it's for mad. a beauty podcast, you have I know. really bad lighting. <laughs> <I know. laughs> mad fluorescent up in <laughs> here. And should get some lamps. I know. You need a little it's incandescent red. in here. Um, I think my, my natural hair color, I mean, when I was little, like, when I was four years old, it was kind of, like, You know, kind of coppery strawberry color. And then it got darker. So it was like, it was kind of like what yours looks like, Mm -hmm. kind of. She's talking we'll to Jeff, not I'm talking to Jeff. We'll take photos. We'll 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 um, but, you know, there was always like a lot of red in it. And um, I ha- I'm the kind of person where it doesn't matter what color my hair is. Everyone just always assumes that I'm that I'm that I'm red. It's like they just see me with red hair because that's kind of what I, I should have. Like even my own mother, when I came home the first time that I did my hair really, really red, she said, oh, no, you can't be a redhead. You can keep it for a month and then you have to go back. And now, if I play around with my color, if I do something else, you know, she's like, no, it's terrible. You have to have red hair.
3: Do you like, what do you think people say, like, okay, like you're, sometimes when I've said, okay, once my hair goes so, once it becomes so hard to dye because I'm getting gray, like I was like, maybe I'll just go brown. And they're like, no, but you're such a redhead. You're, you are a redhead. I'm like, what does that actually yeah. mean? Like, what is a redhead? Do you actually have, do you have ideas about what a redhead is? Like yourself is I a
0: redhead? do, I do. And I, and I've, you know, I've flirted with other colors. Like when I moved to Paris, um, I dyed my hair really dark because I think part of me just kind of wanted to blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then I've I've kind of flirted with blonde hair. Actually, pretty recently I had platinum blonde hair, which was, you know, kind of fun. But I always feel like a little bit like I'm impersonating someone or I'm playing a part, and I feel like myself when I have red hair. And I, and I feel like uh, there's something... About being a redhead where I feel like people that like redheads, like my husband, <laughs> like his high school, his high school girlfriend, his college girlfriend were both redheads. And then and then me. You yeah.
2: <laughs> like, said the same thing when she was on the podcast. Another. redhead. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: about I feel it. like there's some the people that love redheads really love them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they just do. They there's just something about it. And I do think that it's it's the red hair kind of gives you permission a little bit to be maybe a little bit more outspoken, maybe a little bit more fiery. It's sort of like, Oh, well she's a redhead of course, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, and I have to say I'm a little bit like I'm a little judgy in terms of whether or not somebody deserves to have
3: red to hair. In the club. same, Jess, same, same. Yes, you better Rain. step it up. <laughs> you, she's no, testing no, you right now. No, I, I can know. I completely get it. I completely get it. And a lot of your books so you talk about a little bit red hair in the book, which I enjoyed, but then you also talk about fashion too and um and, and beauty. And I love how your your advice is I mean, I guess if you have a book it should be this way. Very authoritative. It's <laughs> very, you know, like this is the kind of trench. This is this is the <laughs> these are the colors. These it's not it's not jerky. It's I was like, very, I better get an
0: Hermes scarf,
3: like still. Oh, you no, know, I'm getting one. Yeah. So yes. I don't no, care. No, but why I did. I, I
0: did say like, if you can't afford you this, no. you know, and you can sometimes luck upon like a vintage,
3: a vintage, YSL you know, SL trench. Uh,
0: yes, yes. No, so. you were.
3: It was very democratic. I don't want people to think that you were basically saying like, you know. I mean, these are basically
0: based on people that I sort of admired, you know, and like style. I mean, it's not completely original. I mean, I think it's original in that I kind of I mix it up and I kind of make it my own, which I think everybody should do. But these are people that, you know, like I love Jane Birkin's bangs, you know, or I love, I've always loved Brigitte Bardot's hair or, you know, I have loved Catherine Deneuve or I love Babe Paley mm-hmm. or these are like sort of icons that I've had over the years. And so that's why I say like oh, the, the YSL trench or the wraparound glasses that yeah. Deneuve wears in Belle du Jour. I mean, these are sort of like, the, it's the pinnacle of style for me. So it's, I think it's like what, I aspire to do I do I necessarily look like that? No, you know, and it's I don't like think that everybody classic. needs to look like that but yeah. um, but did, anyway.
3: did you learn some of these lessons um, kind of especially I, mean, I guess with beauty too like the hard way? did you feel like you made like fashion and beauty mistakes <laughs>
1: along the way
3: and now like you're like, this is it. This is, I'm giving you this Bible because I read this and I'm like, done. Project sorted, doing a big clean out this weekend. Yay. Why am I messing around with some of like these like ridiculous like ponchos and prints that I have? Black turtle. I don't neck. have a poncho. No, no. But I feel like like this is it. This is the advice. This is the rule book. Yeah.
2: It's not adjusted. yeah, was there was there an awkward stage?
0: Uh, there was I, I think there's always been awkward stages. I mean, I think but but I really admire people that have that have tried. Yeah. You know, that I I feel like fashion. Has become so boring in in a lot of ways, like, uh, or a certain the kind swan of dress, fashion. Damn it! Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not necessarily talking about like wearing a meat dress, although I think Whoa. I think yeah, kind of whatever. But um, I, I mean, I really admire her and the fact that she has taken chances. But it's not like about doing a spectacle, but it's just about being, I think, a little bit more whimsical and just basically not so scared of somebody you know, picking apart what you wear in a magazine or saying this is a fail or or somebody wore it better. Like, I hate that. I hate how beauty magazines pit people against each other and sort of call out um, people for, for being trying to be creative or trying something, you yeah. know. And I think it made people really scared to try something. And they everybody just decided they just, like, wanted to look like Gwyneth Paltrow because... You know, it was just so safe, and I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow looks amazing, but like I don't look great in stuff that she looks good in. Like, it's just not me. But a lot of your style advice has this little French flair to it, mm-hmm. which makes sense because you've lived you lived there for how many years? I lived there off and on for about ten years. Do you think,
2: like, that people often go back to those French women for style and beauty advice? Do you think it informed?
0: Some of what you've decided works for you because you were there. Definitely, yeah. I think so. Uh, it was. I just got back from France. Actually, I took my family, uh, my my two little ones. I have eight year old twins and um, and almost fourteen year old Matilda. And, uh, and they'd never been to France. Oh, Matilda had when she was really little. But uh, it was a little bit stressful because I felt like I had to say, you this know. This is mommy's world. This is mommy's <laughs> world. This is where mommy grew up. Like, look at this. This is where mommy lived. This is where I had coffee. This is where yeah. I, you know. Cool. And they were like, yeah, can we just, like, stop for a second? Can we just, you know. Um, but, yeah, I do feel like it It very much influenced my uh, my point of view. I mean, uh, I, I really do feel like I grew up there more than America in a way. And I just mean that and that I discovered things about myself. Like when I lived in America, I became a celebrity kind of young. And I was always just kind of being watched and sort of like I felt like a, a little bit like a bug under glass Um and and I felt like I had to be really professional, and you know, um, and I didn't really feel like it, it gave me a lot of time to kind of sort of exhale. You know, I really do feel like I look better now than I did like through most of my thirties, and maybe a lot of my twenties too. I mean, I feel like I've gone through periods of time where I, I look back and I was like, wow, I was unhappy, or wow, I was, you know, that was what was I doing then? And I feel like. I'm just in a really good place in terms of like I feel like I feel like knowing who you are does so much for all of the exterior stuff. It just yeah. it just
3: all shows up. But
0: that's yeah. so true. Yeah,
3: that's really I really like that. I also love the skincare section. You were very like again, you have those like really cool tenets you know, you love, um, you love what you love and you also, you know, you're not afraid to like go to the dermatologist. If you have an issue, you said like save your money for dermatology. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really smart and of fancy not
0: packaging. Person,
3: yeah. Not every person can go to the dermatologist, but if you can yeah. get your skin checked, go make sure that mole isn't growing any bigger. Like, yeah, you know, your stuff. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, You know, when people ask me to give advice to, you know, I've I've done a bunch of shows now, Riverdale being one of them, with people that are younger than me, these sort of like up and coming um, young kids, and everyone always wants me to give advice. And I just, I hate to give advice to people because I don't feel like I ever took anyone's advice and it's just sort of, you know, I just, I feel like I'm not going to make these kids roll their eyes at me, you know, forget about it, but the one piece of advice that I will give constantly is wear sunscreen. Uh, I mean, I that's it. that's it, because I feel like I kind of saved my skin from from being really, I mean, right now I'm a little bit bronzy, because um, because I also do love the sun. So
2: you've been wearing sunscreen since you were younger. Yeah,
0: because that was kind of my look when I was growing oh, up. I mean, I had to the, the really, p- and, you know, this, mm-hmm. the, the the tan just didn't go with the red hair, so yeah. I kind of got really diligent about, about sunscreen. Um, but I think it's just really important to take care of your skin, and I feel like if your skin's in good shape, you can go around and like, not wear anything. Really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of all about the skin. Yeah. And by the way, I did bring presents for you. <gasps> I and Is there skincare? There's oh skincare. care. Is my there sunscreen? Fi- there, no, there's no sunscreen. Oh, okay. But Wait. it's it's this brilliant open, open. woman we're named open, Kim open. Seve. Oh and gosh, she has this company named um, named Alchemy, and I actually met her because she was an esthetician with a dermatologist in New York named uh, David Colbert. And yeah, she moved to uh, <laughs> she moved to Utah. And kind of, she took all of her her knowledge uh, that she learned about being an esthetician, but then also studied like herbs and plants and all that opening stuff. Plezies, so to me, it's like she's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Like she knows all of the you know the Western medicine, but she knows the other stuff. Alchemy spelled A L K I. I mean, her name's Kim, so she puts that in the thing, but.
3: I'm gonna mask tonight,
0: but she her stuff is amazing. And you, and, so you and I do it? not work for
3: the company, and no, I get this is, no money is this part
0: from of your regimen. Yeah, there's four products that she uses. That like one of them, the first one is um, she does this like um, vitamin C, but she, you add it yourself because it as you yes. know it oxidizes so fast. Um, and then there's a hyaluronic acid, and and um, there's um, there's an oil that I. She has her like mixture oil, but I really love rose oil. So she like just gives me. Oh, nice. Rose oil. Anyway, um, I'm sort of obsessed with skincare. It's. Um, Wait, it's, what about
2: sunscreen? What's your sunscreen of oh choice? My God. <gasps> what is
3: is it? Like, is- oh, God. This is like. is uh That's well, it, man.
2: Elta MD UV Physical Broad she Spectrum. She carries it
3: with her. I love it.
2: I love Elsa too. It's
0: amazing. I mean, you can wear it. It's like, it doesn't matter what your skin tone is. Like, you could wear it. You could wear it us don't make any money from talking about this product. Um but I don't have a physical blockers, with anyone, but it's like super sheer still. It's super sheer and it. it doesn't make me break out because nice. every I have like very um eczema prone skin like rosacea, eczema, like everything makes me um just like irritate like I hate that feeling yeah. of like you just want to like scratch it off your face and this is this is it.
3: Now what about working out and I read your book I don't know how you feel today but like either you know, when you wrote the book I was like this is a woman who's after my own heart you're not like oh my god I love get up and I do SLT and bar and I just love it because like you know working out like endorphins blah 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 you're like I work out because I have
0: to yeah that's pretty much how it is
3: it's still we're still on that page right? yes okay what are yes. we doing right now
0: um we are running Ugh. Um, which I've never been, I actually discovered after I had my twins that I could run. I never thought I could run. Um, and somehow I don't know how I got into it. And you I'm still the twins, you can I'm do still, anything, right? Yeah, right. And one of them was breached. Oh, um I, I, no, like I ten I, miles, no problem. <laughs> I, I still can't run really, or I shouldn't say I can't, but I still don't run for more than I don't know, like three or four miles. That's
1: a lot. Um,
0: yeah. And I just I do it because my brain feels better. Mm-hmm. I really love to do mm-hmm. yoga. I like to practice yoga, but I wouldn't consider myself like a yogini or anything um, i just i just try to like stay active and walk instead of drive and you know just kind of you know, keep busy. The, fr- the French theory of working out, right? Like, just walk everywhere. And if it makes you feel good, do it. Yeah, but also pushing yourself, too. Like, I think it's important to raise your heart rate. Before we ask you about some of your favorite products, we have to talk about Riverdale. I'm
1: letting <gasps> Jess. I
2: was like, fine, Jess. You can have a moment to obsess. First, explain the concept for people who don't know oh about God, Betty the whole and Archie. Oh, <laughs> yes, Okay, yes. so
3: Archie, Andrews, and the whole Riverdale gang, they're, they're basically, it's, it's they're like a live action. From a comic book. From the comic book, if From you the don't Archie, know, just like go yeah. take a hike because that's crazy. They're American <laughs> icons. Um, I used to read the comics like a crazy person. I used to go to the hobby shop every Saturday with my dad and my brother, and they they do their double thing. digest, double digest. I get double digest. I'd get the single. I get the Betty and Veronica. Oh, Jug you head. went deep. You yeah, went deep. There was like Archie like three thousand. I was <laughs> like a crazy person. I even went to comic book shows. Wow. I had the long boxing. I was like an Archie nerd. That's amazing. Okay? I know. I'm outing myself. <laughs> so when I heard about Riverdale, and then I heard you were on it, I went bananas. But what's great about this? It's not just like some dorky, like oh, live action. Like there's a romance. It's dark.
0: It's dark. Yeah. It's like it's a Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks yeah.
3: meets the Riverdale gang. Yeah. Um, is this like weird that I'm saying that like, KJ Apa <laughs> is like the hottest thing in the world? He is
0: extraordinarily beautiful oh my god that
3: that kid and I have to say
0: it it really does come from the inside out he is he is like has a beautiful light beautiful uh personality um you can tell but there's a lot of (laughs) nice looking people on that show um, I have have to say Cole Sprouse
3: because he was on he was like on the the sweet life. life just like is it fun like what do you do like, what, <laughs> yeah what what's on set life like can I've I come I've never <laughs> seen you fan out so hard <laughs> can,
1: can I come yes absolutely
0: <laughs> I <laughs> actually I actually um recommended the podcast to the makeup artist ah! like we talked like, we I think we actually listened to part of Fat Mascara while while I was in the chair <laughs> was KJ in earshot uh, he might was he, like, have
1: was talking? he might have been <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm joking I
2: gotten in you've
1: gotten in <laughs> oh I got oh
2: got. yeah I loved your top 10 there was like a top 10 lipstick list and I was like this woman oh, could be yeah. a beauty editor it was NARS Belle du Jour there was Chanel Vamp it was like the ones that
0: we go to as the classics I um, don't think they make a lot of the ones that I put I know, in the I know Terries and though. Snow
2: from Revlon I'm not
0: sure they make I it I know I think yeah. they still make it so I mean, what are you wearing classic. these days like what's on your lips right now I'm wearing oh, <laughs> get out the bag let's do it I'm wearing actually something that they that bagu- don't make stuff. anymore and I tried to find it when I was in France and if you ladies can find it, you'll be my Oh, my it's Garela Kiss Kiss, I
2: remember this from Orange Mambo. <laughs>
0: That's a wow. fun old school Mombo. name.
3: You really like this one. I
0: really love it. It's like down to the nubbin. Yeah, I don't.
3: <laughs> is that, and
0: that's what's on? It's like a pretty that's, coral. Yeah, yeah it's but it's like a, it has a little tiny okay, bit of sheen to it. We have friends at it. Guerlain. I think we can. This is like the perfect. Can do. The perfect summer lipstick. If they don't make, oh, I don't think they make it anymore. But they should reissue it because you know most of the corals are too. Orange And yeah. I don't like stuff when they're too pink. This is just, like, the perfect Mix. combination of the two. Oh. Um,
2: what else other you got in there? That,
3: these are, oh, like, I my... I saw some Charlotte
2: Tilbury, so I know Jess is happy.
3: This is Filmstar Bronze and Glow. But yeah. You
2: didn't even turn it over and you knew exactly what it
3: was. <laughs> I know.
0: Skill. Um, this is... Um, I'm kind of liking that right now. Oh, the now. Glossier Cloud Pink. The Glossier. Um, I, I see, mean, this I see a peachy pinky. Like, I love this, the Laura Mercier highly, you know, for for under the eyes.
2: Secret brightening powder oh, for this under is my eyes
0: perfume because I knew that you guys were going to ask Ooh. me. Ooh, is that I'm, what we're wearing today? That's what I'm wearing today. You I smell fantastic I, here. You, you can, can actually go through this <laughs> if you if you want. It's really nice. This I got this when we were on our honeymoon and in what's Italy. The name of it? It's um, Carthusia. Carthusia. And um, they convinced me in the store. I bought it, hook line and Wait, sinker. it's even
2: corallium. The yes. coral theme
0: continues with yes. the fragrance. I <laughs> do love coral. I do, um, especially since it's dying now. I
2: know. Oh, my God. Because so of the sad. chemical sunscreen. Elta MD, a physical sunscreen, much safer. Good yes. to know. Yes,
0: yes. Um, yeah, so the guy in the store in, in Capri where we were convinced me that that was like the only place in the world that you could get it. And then I came back and they had it at Bigelow's. But I still love it. Good sell. Good sell. <laughs> he was good. Also, right? but don't you? But it reminds you of that trip. Yes. That's the thing about fragrance. Yes. It'll bring you back. And before then, the, the perfume that I wore, which was. Completely different than that, but I wore it for years. Was, um, was Je Reviens. Like, I wore that. Did you pick for it up years when you were living in? I got that from a costume designer, um, named Colleen Atwood, and it was the oh, perfume yeah. that she wore. A costume? She's like the costume designer. I know. Designer. She's the costume designer. Yeah. And I met her when I was 14 years old, and she was working on this movie that I did in Moab, Utah called Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. She was the <laughs> assistant, and she left the movie to go be the costume designer on this movie about models called Portfolio. <laughs> that they made in in the eighties, and um, and then we sort of became friends from there. Yeah. And so she wore Joueravian, and um, and that's how I did. And then I switched to this, which I've been wearing for I think about ten years now. Candles. Um, we are a candle family. What's burning in the Ringwald giannopolis homestead? <laughs> um, you know, usually it's just basically what what somebody gives us, but I really. I mean, because that's usually a, like good a, a good gift. It's a good and I, gift. And I think it's a really good gift to get for people, too, because it's yeah. one of those like little luxuries that okay. you don't really necessarily want to buy it what for yourself. What do you bring people if you're bringing them a candle? A diptych candle. Mm. They're a classic. They're the best, That's but you long. like you like nest, nest, right? Love, nest is
3: really. I good. I like boutique and Nest. They're both they're both very good, but um, a Nest, I really they have some scents that I go bananas for. What's
0: your favorite yeah. one?
3: Love Sicilian tangerine, mm-hmm. and I also really love like right now I'm really into like the lemongrass ginger. Mm, that's nice. It's like I feel like the place just smells really clean. I really like
0: ones that are really kind of fresh yeah. and clean. I I don't like re- like really musty kind of or musty is that like, a like musky. Smell. I don't I don't like church smell. I don't like yeah. patchouli in a candle. I mean unless it's like used very sparingly. Mm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I found out that I think one of the notes of the, the perfume that I wear, I think there might be patchouli in that. And uh, like, cool. if I knew that, I never would have bought it. Um,
2: Molly Ringwald, <laughs> you've been amazing. We've learned so much. Aww. This was so awesome. This Thank was you. really fun. Thanks for having me. It's time to raise a wand, but our producer, Belle, is on uh, vacation, so we all don't have to suffer through her singing. Love you, Belle. Um, so let's raise a wand, shall we? I... I'm raising one, two. The, I'm not sure how to say the name of this brand. Dia, diamond Cell. It's a foot rasp. Oh.
3: Have you Di- seen that? diamond Diam- Yeah, but now diamond-us. that I'm looking, it's
2: spelled out, I'm not sure. It's the Bliss yeah. Cell Callus Rasp File. Ooh. Okay, so I've been wearing sandals all summer, right? And I run, and my feet are gross, and I walk around barefoot. I've been grounding. Jess. Oh, my God. I've been grounding all over the Northeast this summer. Um, and my feet got a little bit janky. Yeah, but I'm a runner, so I don't like to get rid of calluses completely, and we all know you're not supposed to shave calluses. So for a while, I was using those, like, they're the black, they almost look like sandpaper kind of foot file. I'm like, this isn't cutting it. Then I tried that Clarisonic one, the little electric tool one. Yeah. The thing that works for me, and I would like to recommend to everybody, are these diamond foot rasps. I guess it's like ground-up diamond powder. So, A, you don't have to re... Like get the new black topping, like you'd have to like there would yeah, be replaceable. Yeah, yeah. Or the puma stone that like I'm sorry, those gray puma stones do nothing. I don't on like me. those. They yeah. just sort of like rub it around and feel hard. This is almost like a nail file, but for your foot. So it like softens but doesn't remove the cows completely. And then I've had mine for like Four years, and it never really... I guess that's the thing about a diamond. Do you just wash it? Do you yeah, just wash it? I just... Nope, I don't wash it. I let the dead skin just, like, hang out in there. All no, I just rinse it off. I don't even use soap, because I feel like... I don't know. It's de- I don't know. I just rinse it off. I leave it in the shower, and then at the end of the shower, when my skin's already soft and warm, I use it. And, okay, so it's $27, which feels like a lot that's for a lot, foot yeah. file. But four years I've had this, and it really, really works for me. So... However you say your name company, Diamond Cell, Diamond Cell, I like you. Cool. Raise a wand. What are you raising a
3: wand to? It's the summer of hair. Oh God, here we go. I have been using, and I actually I threw it in the, the trash today because I was done with it, which was Ooh, kinda, empties. Yeah. Hashtag empties. Wow, I'm on their website right now, and they're out of stock. I guess a lot of people like this. What is it? Um, R and Co. Sail Soft Wave Spray. Oh yes, there's little sailboats on it. It's a good looking product. I was just but talking. Who not... was I
2: talking to that about? Oh, Jessica Chio had that in her hair. I think
3: yesterday when okay. I saw her. Okay, R and Co. Sail Wave Soft Wave Spray. What I love about it is you can use it on dry hair, which is great because I do not like to like I don't style my hair wet. You know, like I wake up and it's kind of it is what it is, and then I work with it um you just put it on your your hair like evenly and you could just kind of zhuzh it and mm-hmm. you can throw a little curling iron in it if By zhuzh, so I think you were just doing like a scrunch motion like a scrunch yeah mm-hmm. I don't have it in my hair today um and then you just it just gives you a little soft texture and it just gives you a little soft texture And, um, isn't sticky. You know, I think you guys, regular listeners of the show will know that I've amassed a collection of, um, texturizing texturizing sprays. sprays. So this isn't replacing one or the other. It's just adding to my arsenal, but, um, it has some conditioning ingredients like rose hips and rose hip and sea kelp. And it also doesn't make your hair matte, which is what a lot of these sprays can do. Also the Arnco stuff looks so chic on a, on a vanity. Looks it, good in a bathy. It does. It does. My I a wand. I keep mine high in a shelf so you can't really see it, but, uh, but I raise always reach wand for nonetheless. It. It's twenty nine bucks. Not cheap, but you will use it. I promise. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing. Please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible.
2: And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com.
3: We'll even read your letters on the air. So professional. So professional. <laughs>